Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Please introduce yourself and give us a quick rundown of who you are. My name's Jake Carruthers, and uh, to put it simply, uh, I'm an artist uh, who sold all my stuff in Canada to try and become an artist here in, uh, in paradise. That's a great start. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I, I kind of did the same thing. I sold everything and moved down with just enough money to buy a crappy car and give it a go. Tell us what style of art and what you're all about, like what's your core things you're working on and just just give us like the 30,000 foot overview of who you are. Yeah, uh, so primarily I'm an illustrator. Um, I went to school for illustration. I worked in the music industry now for over 10 years, uh, creating album artwork and t-shirts and things like that with a lot of my favorite bands. Um, and uh, cool. I've had a lot of experience uh, with art direction, brand building, things like that. But um, recently I've decided to just follow my heart and create only things that I care about. And so I've also created a fine art collection of surrealist pieces, um, well, several collections now, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of pen and ink on wood panel and I'm using themes of consciousness um, and uh, vibration. <laughs> nice, so is it safe to say you're living your dream? Um, I am dreaming for sure, but I uh, want to go deeper. Interesting, so Nosara makes a lot of sense then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this, uh, this place is definitely outside of any of my known realms, so I'm happy to be here uh, in, a, in the mode to create, you know, and gotcha. to, to be inspired and learn new things and uh, just be in the water. I am originally from Toronto, um, and uh, my life has been uh, pretty much just like a one track to uh, creating a thesis as an artist, really. So I've reconsidered what that is um, several times. Um, I've worked a few different jobs, more some more corporate than others, um, but I've never stopped trying to make being an artist work. Um, and uh, so that that so your theme of, as your thesis, arts in arts inside of this and creations inside of this. Yes. Yeah. Like exactly. of, of anything you do, it sounds like. Yeah, hundred. Whether that's. I'm guessing you've been involved in music, art, painting. You have a lot of tattoos. You tattoo artists. Yes, yeah. I've seen some of your drawings too. Like you are, you are precise, man. So th this is you, truly your life. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my um, my mom was an art teacher. So um, when I grew up, um, we didn't have too much money originally, and we were just like driving around a lot. Like uh, we would go camping, and we would always be driving to another family member's house or somewhere to stay with other family. And uh, during that time on the road uh, with my mom. Um, she always had um, drawing supplies. So like, you know, in the back seat, she would give me like a pad of paper and some crayons and say, uh, draw what you did today, you know? And uh, I was, must have been three years old. Um, and so from that point until now, I just never stopped. Um, and uh, in public school, in high school, in university, um, it's just been art all the way through. Um, I went to OCAD in Toronto, which is the Ontario College of Art and Design University. Um, and I went for uh, quite a long time. Um, and uh, uh, eventually um, I started working as an art director um, at an agency downtown. Um, but is that your version of going corporate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I needed a job. Yeah, I'm predicting the story right job. now. You needed a job to pay your bills and get some normalcy in life, but it didn't hit your heart. Then you got crazy group and moved into Osara. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. This place yeah. has a net, man. Did you come here and visit and then it hit you and you came back or did you just say out of nowhere, Nosara, I'm going there. 
Well, when the pandemic started, I was working at the agency um, and uh, there was some trouble with uh, the funds for the agency in general um, yeah. and uh, the whole world kind of ended. So that was your escape route. Yeah, I was like, what am I doing? We're, you know, working for somebody else. You know, I, I really believed in what we were doing, but I'm like, I can't burn my wheels out forever. You know, eventually I'm mm -hmm. going to have to create something for myself. Um, and I've always been interested in telling stories. So um, I've been creating um, intellectual property over the last uh, long time. Um, and uh, slowly I've been putting together these projects and uh, I've got funding for a few of them. Um, but basically, you know, I, I, I wanna be a cartoonist. Um, so I've been writing a lot of stories, creating cartoon characters and, and plot lines. And I put the wheels into action pretty intensely. So we're, we're creating the pilot still right now with a bit of funding that we got. Um, and uh, how far so, away are you from that coming out? Uh, probably a couple months. Okay, um, so it's getting closer. I've, yeah, it's getting much closer. I just I've taken a step back from giving timelines right now um, because I'm involved with so many other things and um, uh, there, it's the crypto market was pretty volatile um, and I made a lot of the funding for the show off of an NFT project that I did and so um, together we've all been kind of panicking um, and so uh, artists you know, are getting caught up in the craziness of the world and everything yeah. just like the rest of us it sounds like absolutely and and, and to you know uh, not to get too sidetracked I, I started this cartoon company uh, at the beginning of the pandemic um, and so I was already looking for the next chapter you mm -hmm. know and, and looking to end my relationship that i had with toronto i needed some time away from it um and like my, my family's there and that's a big reason why i return when i do but um my my girlfriend um katya she uh came here um, by herself with some friends and she was staying here for a while um and she came back to Toronto um, and she was staying with me um, and then it was time for her to go back to Costa Rica and when she did I I was like you know I'm starting this company like I can't I can't do much um, but when I when she left I was, it was gonna be her birthday and I was like what do you think if I came to see you for your birthday I had never been here before um, and uh, so I booked out a three-week trip um, to come here and then come back and uh, I came here and within like five days I was like why would I leave? <laughs> um, like, why would I go home? I couldn't justify it to myself. You so know? she she's here now. You're here now. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys up to now? Like, what's uh, walk us through just your projects and what you want people to know to anyone listening. Uh, what's your primary focus right now? Is there any big shout outs or anyone helping you? Just walk us through your existence. Yeah, absolutely. So right now um, we've been fortunate enough to be a part of an artist residency. Um, cool. It's at a place called Nido Creativo. Oh, nice. Um, in Palada. In Palada, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's being, um, you know, it's Aprimendos is uh, involved with it, a charity. Um, and uh, I've just been happy to be a part of an actual artist community. You um, enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it's a new experience for me. It's actually, it's my first residency. And um, it's been incredible to, to share a space with other artists from all over the world. Well, shout out to those guys for getting you in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what else are you working along along the way? She's, she's a creative as well? Yes, exactly, yeah. So she, um, she works for a big company as their design lead in Canada as well. So she's been able to work remotely. Um, and we've been traveling together uh, for the last like year and a half since I originally came here. So, and 
We had traveled before, but um, Nasara has really been home for us for the last uh, over a year now. Does your family think you're crazy? I mean, they thought I was crazy before that, but I, I, I think this actually makes sense to them. They're like, yeah, up. he needs to be <laughs> in the trees. Yeah. Um, so it's awesome. I'm trying to convince them to not be so scared of the bugs. You know, we went to the Dominican together. We've done a lot of stuff like that. They love to, to travel as so well. So make it, maybe they'll come in May. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I just, I'm trying to find more permanent ways of, of being involved here in Osara and, and just doing more now. Um, and so uh, I heard about this artist residency through a friend who was staying there. And um, so I uh, eventually kind of built a relationship with a few of the other artists in town and was invited to stay um, at the residency for this month. Awesome, um, is there any, any shout outs or any people you're close to? Um, yeah, no, I'd like to, uh, to thank uh, Jacqueline West um, and those others involved uh, for, for having us there. Uh, it's been really cool. To, uh, to be a part of something like that. I think it's just, it's really important to have something that is um, inclusive, uh, to have an offering. You know, there are other organizations who, uh, who offer creative resources and offer community, but there's often a price tag associated with it. You know, um, and so a lot of people can't really access these programs and it, it kind of limits the type of people who are involved with them. Um, and so I think that it's really important that there is um, some inclusivity in a place as magic as Nosara, you know, a place where you can go as an artist and feel like you can contribute to like the, the greater creative ethos of, of what's happening around us. Um, we work with uh, Costa Rican artists a lot as well. So it's like an, a nice way of of meeting creatives who are all, who have already been here, you know. Got um, it. So everyone's welcome. Yeah. Whatever nationality, color, creed, weight, exactly. height, uh, or anything. It's just that everyone's everyone's exactly. That's and pretty it, cool. And it's wonderful. Um, I, I, I love being able to see them as they come in. To um, there's a gentleman named Tan from the UK staying with us. Um, uh, my friend Federico um, is staying with us. So you got a ton of stuff going on. What active projects do you have like right now or is there anything that you have popping that's coming soon? Yeah, for sure. Um, this coming Friday, uh, our residency is actually gonna be throwing an art show and an art event um, where we're gonna have like a, a collaborative art piece. Um, I'm gonna be doing a live painting and I'm also gonna be showcasing my collection, We Are Animals. Nice, nice, where's yeah. it at, what time? It's going to be in Pilata from 7 till 10 okay. um, at uh, Nito Creativo. Neo, Nito Creativo. Yeah, it's uh, Creative Nest in English. And it's the, one of the first buildings off the main road in Pilata by the Jellyfish House, actually. Um, but I'm very excited. Um, the collection that I'm showing is called We Are Animals. And it's about um, humans' place within the environment, you know, as animals, as humans. Uh, fighting for our place um, in this earth, you know, marching along as the ants do in all of our our homes this time of year, um, you know. So I I just want to draw a lot of comparisons to the people I've met, the animals I've seen, and uh, uh, and how they interact with. That's each a other. good theme for here, man. That's really cool because we're all trying to find our place. The animals are trying to find their place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. All right. So after the show, though, what do you start working on next? Um, well, right now, I have a couple of other projects that I'm working on in kind of a, a bigger sense. Um, I typically work within the music industry, um, is kind of how I uh, get my bread and butter. I do a lot of merchandise designs, album covers, um, and I've done like lyric videos, music videos, that kind of thing, um, all illustrated. Um, 
But after working for bands and companies and all of that for so long, um, uh, similar you know, to my exodus from the, the corporate world, as it were, um, I would like to start telling my own stories. Um, and so uh, last year, there was a huge boom with NFTs. And uh, everyone's telling me I have to get involved with it. So I put together a project called St. Levi. Um, and St. Levi is my cartoon character. Um, okay. And he's the main character um, of a couple of different properties. But the show that we're creating is called Tales from the Third Eye. Um, and so I've been working on that extensively. Every single day um, I stay up, I work on it, and I'm working very hard to produce the entire thing. Um, so I have a couple of animators working with me, some audio people, but uh, the goal is to tell stories of uh, spirituality and existentialism through a non-biased lens, you know, in a really funny kind of way. And it's hard to get a non-biased lens on those. It is. Generally yeah. you find, especially in Osari, you find somebody very pro or very anti. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, and I, I find it's hard to take, uh, you know, I mean, as we were talking about before, a polarized stance, you know, as soon as you um, mention exactly how you feel about something, um, you know, as the Tao says, you know, you're here leaving room for its opposite, you know, so you can kind of be the one to, start your own demise. Um, Nasara has a way of fast forwarding that. Yeah. Or slowing it down, depending on where you're at the spectrum. Yeah. It's a small town, so you have that old phrase, small town, big hell. Yeah. It's very real. The amount of misinformation that flows through what I call the Nosara gossip machine is very taxing and it's a real pain in the butt if you want to have a foot in each world. Yeah. Now, if you jump to whatever the polarizing stance is and kind of roll with that crowd, that's fine. Like, for example, yeah. you might have Anti-development. Let's talk about that with all the construction noise we're yeah. listening to right now. No. This all comes in on cue. Yeah, exactly. So development is a sensitive subject. Some mm -hmm. people will jump to, oh, the builders, the architects, the realtors, they're all evil. This place, they're ruining the place. Stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. One of my good friends says that all the time. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't say that because people are doing something that's legal. You're not going to be able to stop it. So just yelling to stop, it's not going to bring any solutions. Yeah. However, if you go to the people properly in the right way and make it cool and you make it interesting and hip and fresh for people to do this, it becomes yeah. part of the process. Oh, you're coming to know. Sorry. Great. Welcome. Yeah. Glad that you're here. I'm here too. And then get involved. Yeah. So that's what we need from the people coming in. Uh, like you, you came in, you reached out to me, said, I want to get involved. I want to share what I'm doing. Love it. Mm -hmm. That's the type of resident that we need. What we don't need is somebody who comes in and thinks that everything just comes, like the, the yeah. name a subject, the, yeah. the trash, the, the bomberos, just everything very, we have very few municipal services. We just got a trash truck recently. Like, yeah, like, well, I, I know, I guess we're technically part of Nikoi's uh, jurisdiction and yes. they just kind of leave us on the beach and, and forget to do a lot. Let's just say that it hasn't always been a cohesive relationship. The yeah. good news is we're getting along with Nikoi right now better than we ever have before. Amazing. Um, that part's nice. The, the bad news is it's still way over there and we're in two different worlds from each other. And also, I don't think Nosara was supposed to be the popular place. No, like, I, yeah. Samara makes more sense. All the roads are right there. It's easier to get to. Yeah. People just like this place for whatever reason. Hey, yeah. on that note, a cartoon about the Nosara vortex might be interesting. Yeah. We have a lot of people here who are convinced there's some sort of vortex or something. We've even yeah. done some episodes about it. A yeah. cartoon of that might be fun. I'd love to get cartoons of like Beverly Kitson, Bobby Johnson, Cheeky, who recently passed away, rest in peace. Uh, if you ever get into that, or if you ever want to give back, that would spread around here. If people could see like legendary figures telling some of their stories. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Um, it, it's actually really funny too that you mentioned the Vortex because 
when I first arrived here, um, it was something that I kept saying. I said that I felt like there was a vortex here, like it, like time. Are you kidding? No, it was just something like in the word vortex, and and I li I was telling everyone I was like, it's like time stops, and we're outside of the rest of the world. Like there's a portal, and and when you're here, we're in Osara. We're not even in Earth anymore, you know. And and maybe that's your next series. Yeah. Well, when when I explained this though, I mean, other people kept talking about it. My girlfriend was saying it, and and other people are like, yeah. I mean, I've heard other people say that too, and and then I was uh, I was watching. Uh, some episodes of the show of this show actually and I heard uh, a woman speaking about the vortex and I heard the word vortex and I was like what the other people know about this like this is a real I thought it was just in my head you know so I think since I got here I've heard mm -hmm. about it and I thought it was a joke and they were just messing with me and then I started hearing it from all different types of people and yeah. then after living here a while I was like wait this place is weird yeah like weird but when people get here like it's sticky it's the stickiest place I've ever seen on the planet like, yeah you just I mean some it's it, it's a filter right some people will bounce right off of oh, it big time you know? I'm not saying it's for everyone yeah, I'm saying yeah. for the people it clicks for yeah it's hard to, to leave they keep coming back like people who travel around the world they go somewhere different every year They'll come here, then they keep coming back. A lot. Of, that's how I meet a lot of friends and clients. Yeah, well, but I've never yeah. understood it. And then the vortex thing. I went from thinking it was a comical joke to being like, "Well, geez, man, maybe there's something there." Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, uh, I don't know if this is the exact fact, but something like five percent of the world's biodiversity is supposed to be in Costa Rica. You know, it's like you know we're right in the peninsula, and the, like the, like such a small little dot, like. There must be something, you know, with a body of water on either side so big to... Our conspiracy uh, guy, Arik, who comes on, he talks about how, like, the whales have a unique meeting spot here, and he's saying that th there's something to there. He's convinced, yeah. as there's so many other people. Moving out, so let me let me jump over into just Nosara-level stuff. Yeah. I get what you like. Uh, most of us like a lot of the same things around here. I want to hear what you dislike. Like, what are your challenges? You're a year and a half in-ish. Fill me in on what your challenges are at this stage in, in your Nosara journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the first thing I noticed, you know, about the people here is that there are there are cliques. You know, oh. there, there are people <laughs> who they got here at one point and they think that they're the OGs. <laughs> and then there's like a group of people five years younger than them that think they're the OGs. And it just goes all the way down to teenagers. So you're telling me it's like high school. It's exactly like high school. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hated high school, man. Yeah, me too. It, it's um, it's strange. It's like a lot of the thing, a lot of the reasons why I came here were to avoid that sort of thing, you know. And of course, it's uh, inevitable. You put so many people in a small place, it's it's bound to start happening. But so that's a um, pretty good one. I've been laughing the whole time you've been talking. Um, well, what, so what else? Um, but I have a hard time with it because um, I'm. I like to think of myself as a pretty kind person, you know, I'm very willing to listen to people's stories, willing to understand no matter who they are, you know, and um, I've always been very inclusive with the things that I do. And so to be here and not really feel that reciprocated everywhere, um, I'm not going to say that I hate it, um, but it is interesting, to, especially because the people who seem to be more recluse and less inviting are people who are, you know, they're tourists as well, or they're, uh, you know, they've only lived here for five, ten years, and I think it's beautiful that people have been able to contribute to what this is, but I think they're also losing sight of the reason why people come here in the first place, you know, and, and they must not be happy either, you know, I, that's the way that I look, I'm like, if you chilled out, you could probably enjoy your time here a little bit more between these palm trees and the ocean, you know, there's not really a lot to complain about. But. Gotcha. So if you get involved, be kind. 
get involved and become a part of it as opposed to sitting back away from it being grumpy about it exactly yeah that's a pretty good message and i think um you know we were talking about realty and finding one's place within the town and um Everyone's. Well, no, most of it's sold now, so it's getting yeah, pretty tough. Yeah, it's going to be difficult <laughs> to find a spot, exactly. Oh, it's hard to get, uh, rentals is the thing that bothers me the most. It always yeah. has. Like, we're so devoid of long-term rentals, and we have several schools here. Mm-hmm. And now that Nosar has become popular, people with money are learning about it. And people coming from Manhattan, living in a tiny apartment, that cost a bunch of money, they think our prices are pretty good. Yeah. And then you have someone like me who's been here. Heck, I thought Nosar was too expensive in 2002. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny what I do for a job. But rentals, rentals really is troublesome. Like that's yeah. a that's a tough one. And definitely, and, and that's why I'm I'm trying to find a more permanent solution to like how I'm going to continue my journey in Osara. You know, so right now the residency has been a beautiful chapter. Um, uh, we've stayed all over town. You know, we've been in Osara Springs and North Guiana's and Central and Palada twice now. Um, it's just every time. We go somewhere and we come back, we have to find a new place to live. And uh, it's every time we come back, it's more expensive. Um, and so, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a way to stay here. This is the reason why I ran away. But, you know, but I, I think that uh, the world itself is is coming to a conclusion, you know, like at least of this chapter, like uh, people are like in terms of capitalism, um, there's only so much, like as you said, you can sell. You know, at a certain point, people just can't afford to be alive, you know, and we already did it in most of our city centers and same things happening here with just a handful of people, you know, so it must be deep in our psychology to, to take. But I think that that's a defense mechanism in general. And I think that developers and people moving into this town that think that they need to keep a rigid elbow out, you know, don't realize that they could actually have more room to walk around and to enjoy this space and to create what they want to create if they were more inclusive. You know, if they work together with other developers, with other humans, um, like that's, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're in Central America um, in, the, in, a, in a beach town. You It'd know? be interesting. We have some social scientists who came through town who are about to come back, mm-hmm. who studied the whole area. They surveyed, they talked to everyone. And I'm not, doing it all justice through my explanation here but their research found that the town basically gets along mm-hmm. but it's so polarized between our cliques as you described earlier that people aren't willing to pull down those guards and mm-hmm. that that could spell doom to yeah. a community so i was just talking to dr salas yesterday and what he told me was communities that make it that can turn into like a model type community which is what we want for nosara we want a sustainable development plan even everyone in that business still wants that for the most part there's a couple bad people but the reality is most of the people even in even in these industries want this place to stay special otherwise it loses value and it loses the the essence of of what it is so fast forwarding through it what he what he told me was communities need to have some government involvement Mm -hmm. to help support some of the right things they need the nonprofits and the giving back and the neighborhood organizations, the community organizations to cooperate, at least some. And then it needs local leaders to cooperate, at least some. They said if they can get those three things, Nosara can turn into the model community. Mm-hmm. But if we don't get those three things, it's very, very difficult. That's my understanding of, what the, of his message. Yeah. And what he said, what's throwing them for such a loop, Nosara doesn't have any. Yeah, we our community organizations don't do a good job of communicating historically. They're starting to thank God, Mm -hmm. but we have very polarizing community organizations that take their stance and this one takes that stance and then that stance. Then over time, guards go up 
same thing with community leaders. We have several really good community leaders here right now. Yeah. However, if they're in fights with the other community leader and the other, and then that person doesn't like that person, it's like your birthday story. Yeah, you wanted yeah. to go on your birthday, but different people know each other from the small town. So next thing you know, people who you were friends with separately, you can't hang out together and you never knew it. Yeah. That's this town. It's a beautiful analogy. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we also need government involvement and our government's in Nicoya. So historically it hasn't been great. Good news is Nicoya is doing better than it ever has. I'm not saying it's perfect. It's better than it's ever been that I'm aware of. Community organizations need to fast forward this and the community leaders, mm -hmm. all of us, myself included, all of us, we need to work on the walls between us because the reality is everyone wants to keep Nosara special. Yeah. Every, oh, everyone is a big word. I don't like absolutes. Almost everyone wants to keep Nosara special. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I hope I hope that we can pull it off. Yeah, I, I think that the main ingredient that it requires is um, compassion. This is a place that is supposed to be for love, you know. For you know, with the at risk of sounding entirely hippie, um, the, that's it's it's the frequency that this place runs off of. You know, not just Nosara, but Earth. I'm glad you feel that way. Now we're getting all positive again. Yeah. Let's, we were in negatives. Yeah. Actually, no, no, let's, let's jump to this. What are your three favorite restaurants in the area? What do you like to get there? Oh, that's amazing. Um, my three favorite restaurants in the area really depends on uh, what it is for. Um, but- uh, well, You have three to choose from. I would be, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I would be remiss uh, if I missed a birthday at Coyol. I think that's my favorite, but it's uh, at the top of the of the mountain. There is a little hard to go casually. It's not next door. Yeah. What do you um, like to get there? But I love their um, the pulled ribs. Okay. Yeah, Sequoia. Yeah, amazing. Coyo, All right. What's yeah. next on the list? Um, oh, I gotta gotta shout out Labrasa. Um, Labrasa is incredible. Um, yeah, Max and them uh, make amazing steaks. Um, they, they started off with just a little truck and so like to, to go there and see uh, a two-story restaurant with live music and dancing is uh, it's quite incredible you know I love the atmosphere there um, and also I got to shout out my boys at DSP is uh, DSP is a, a classic uh, stop by chicken wing place and what do you um, like there oh they're their chicken wings for I sure uh, the buffalo chicken sandwich is pretty good. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I haven't tried their sandwiches. Unfortunately, I'm so obsessive that when I find something I like, I will get it 100 times. So I have been there countless times, but I always get either the poke or the chicken wings. Nice. But I'm, I'm talking to them right now um, about designing a t-shirt for them as well. So cool. I'm just trying to get involved with the, the community on a couple of different levels, you know? Um, so I'm very excited. Uh, they're, they're, they're so great there and uh, I can't wait to eat more chicken wings. Nice. All right, man. Uh, any last words while you have this platform you'd like to get out there for anyone back home or here or it's your it's it's yours. Get it off your chest. Oh, damn. I don't know. I guess I'll say to always work from a place of love and never listen to anyone other than your own heart. And that's it. <laughs> no matter Thanks how difficult. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's, well, it's a pleasure.